Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Camaro Dave, Commander Chris. Coming to you from our holiday version of the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef for being a big part of this show. Uh, Beef the way nature intended. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Speaking of Painted Hills Natural Beef, it's that time of year where we talk a lot about rib roast. Y'all call it prime ribs. We also talk about uh, strip roasts. We've got some good stuff here. Today, we're going to tell you how to pick out a good one and um, what you should be looking for while you're doing it, among other things we're going to be talking about. So we've got Will Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef, the COO, CEO, COB, uh, COD, whatever his title is there. He's official. And uh, he also is the janitor over there. He's putting up Christmas lights. So anyway, welcome, bud. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Oh, we um, little true confession here, folks. Will and I started laughing, telling stories before we started recording, and he's got me chuckling about stuff. And he's building a T-bone steak out of Christmas lights. Let's get that out of the way first. So, All right. so you've got a a drive-through fossil uh, Christmas event, and if folks, if you've not been to Fossil, don't blink. It's pretty small. <laughs> so, um, and you're and you're trying to build a a T-bone steak out of Christmas lights. Yep, we thought I thought I'd build a T-bone steak out of Christmas lights, a big, big triangular-looking thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth the trip for me over there just to see that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, we'll see if I have any luck today. It's a nice day, sun's out. It'll warm up pretty soon. I'll go outside and it'll be. I'll get after it. There you go. There you go. I'll send you pictures. Send me pictures. And if you need any technical advice, be sure and call me because I'll be very helpful. I'll be very helpful. Anyway, it is the time of year where people get out there and they start looking around for rib roasts and or as they call them, prime ribs. And we've corrected them the uh, the language on that many, many times around here. And so I don't know as we have to do that anymore. But. Really, when you're going to the store, Will, what should people be looking for in their roast? Well, you really, you really want to look for that that intermuscular fat. I'm always talking about that's the part that that kind of greases your teeth as you as you chew through, and it just makes a wonderful eating experience. Um, you like that ribeye that has a the the center part is called the heart in in the eye there, and and um, you want a piece that's, that's nice and firm. It has lots of flecks of white in it. And um, and it's, uh, that's just kind of it, I think. So can they get that for three ninety nine a pound? 
No. Oh, heavens <laughs> no. Uh, 2020 has been a mystery for everyone in, in all aspects, whether you're uh, really knocking it out of the park or you're, or you're struggling to get by. It's a mystery for all of us. And um, this year, the rib steak has been unbelievably uh, popular. It has just floored me. In fact, I just yesterday, I kind of try to stay in tune with generic pricing and business and stuff like that. And I looked up some prices online of what these things have. It just floored me. Just, I just, you know, right now the hacker is receiving for the, for the product and it's based on supply and demand. What we paid in the grocery store five years ago, you know, I mean, it is, it is crazy the pricing on this stuff, but popularity and, and people are not going to go to a big uh, business event this year and have their prime rib. So I guess they're going to have it at home or their tenderloin steak or, or tenderloin roast or Chateau Briand. Is that right? Right. Yeah. More of a chef than me. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's, it's kind of funny because, and we've talked about this before. So, but you get to a grocery store and, um, there'll be some, well, I don't even know if at those prices you'd call them loss leaders, but we used to call them loss leaders. They were just, you know, kind of cheap beef that they would bring in. And yeah, they looked like a, a prime rib and they were all cut and wrapped very pretty. And sometimes even with a little bow on the top of them and yeah. they would, they would have a bin there full of them, so to speak in their pre-cut case that said, you know, three ninety nine a pound, two ninety nine a pound, four ninety nine a pound for prime rib, and then you would go over to a premium brand like Painted Hills, and it's going to be a lot more significant than that, you know. Yeah. And the people look at it yeah. and say, if they don't know, they'll say, okay, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not going to pay an eight dollar difference per pound. Just making up numbers, right. you know, going to do that. I'll take right. take this yeah, one, right. and they get home. And they, and they, you know, go to my website or go to somebody's website and they see a, a beautiful prime rib and they, they do all this and they fix it, all that. It just doesn't taste as good. You know, it's. Well, it's, it's awfully risky. You know, I believe that those who really can cook and really, you know, really are, are good with their skills and stuff, they're going to, they're reaching out right now and they're buying the better product and the better programs and the better things out there. and the, and uh, those selects and those no roll items are disappearing. Cattle in the United States are getting better. I did. I spent yesterday uh, working with some national folks to just understand more. And here in the United States, we've made a change in our cattle as a whole, and we make far more really good beef than we ever did before. Mm-hmm. And that's and the and the business the the consumers are still hungry for more. That's why the price is so high. Is because the consumers are just they're just gobbling it up and, and it's a great thing. And, and so, you know, the, 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 the real difference with the paint and tails product, of course, is we no hormones, no antibiotics ever. So those cattle grow slower. So the, the flavor profile, even though we can create a, a choice grade or a prime grade, which are both uh, subjective as, as little as they can, but at a plant level, it's visual inspection, you know, but uh, but internally, the raising of the cattle will make that experience even better. And and I think that, you know, I always, you know me, I always go back to this 
you know, the, the consumer, you, you get to gripe about the price of fuel and you get to gripe about the price of your beef. You get to gripe about some prices that are just right in your face all the time. But in reality, you don't eat very much beef. You don't spend very much on your beef. Right. Yesterday, they, they, they reminded us that we pay, we pay about 350 bucks of our yearly budget goes to our, goes to an average person's beef expenditure. So 350 bucks a year. So. That's not very much. I mean, divide, no, d- divide that by 12. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I understand that. And of course, for years, there was a big push of, you know, you got to cut back on red meat and then it was, it was really bad and then it was not so bad. And now it's pretty good for you. If you just, you know, eat it in a balanced diet and all that stuff. And it's like, man, where did, I just think some of those people get bored back in Washington and they, Oh, we need to have a new study and a new report that says this because everyone's tired of the old ones. So they, <laughs> they conjure up something new, you know, don't eat penguins. My God, that'll kill you. Um, they work on emotion. They work on emotion a lot and they know that our food and our fuel can create a lot of emotion. And then what's emotion that that's kind of activated emotion. Yeah. Emotion. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing when you walk into the grocery store, your emotion is going to tell you this one for four bucks, this one for eleven ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, my emotion says if I buy this one, that gives me another, uh, you know, eight bucks a pound, uh, you know, and it's a 12 pound deal. So you got another 50 bucks to play with there on Christmas, either at the dinner table or stocking stuffers or the three bottles of wine you need to make it through Christmas. You know, you can get those (laughs) right there about 15 bucks a piece and you'll be just fine. So, uh, (laughs) you know, just, you know, when you get, when you get over 50, as you know, you get these observations about life. <laughs> You've been around a little bit and you see stuff. And that's one of the things I've noticed is that uh, yep. the the recycle bins, whenever your guy comes to pick up your recycle the week after Christmas, that one with the glass in it is really full. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not from peanut butter jars. I'll tell you that. too. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you this too. We got a couple of minutes before we got to go to break here. What's your favorite part of when you get a, you know, whether it's a ribeye steak or you cooked it the whole roast and you're doing a, you know, slice of prime rib. What's your favorite part of that? What, you know, you've got, you've got the heart, you know, you've got the spinella, you've got this, you've got that. What's your favorite part? Oh gosh. The spinella is the key, right? That's the part that gets, uh, there used to be a, a man steak and a lady steak and the man had the ribeye and a lady had the New York strip because the New York didn't have near as much fat on it. And right. Even my wife made that comment yesterday and, but the ribeye, I spinella on it. And you know, before I, before we got into natural beef business years ago, you take that spinella and you chop it up in little pieces and you spread it as you go as you go through the eye, the heart, the eye, the eye, as I had that terminology, you see eye of the rib. Right. And uh, you'd use that to eat the eye of the rib. And, you know, with Painted Hills ribeye, you don't have to do that anymore. It has that nice flavor all the way through. And and uh, it's kind of spoiled me. You can eat it from one end to the other. But it used to be a ribeye was all about the fat pieces. Of course, I was younger. But now it's just, it's just, I'm just spoiled. I just don't eat one unless it's a... Unless it's a good one. Yeah. You're going to make me have to cook rib steaks tonight. I, I, I know. I know. It's a big master plan here afoot, you know. Um, <laughs> that, I didn't come down and see you. Yeah. 
Remember those three bottles of wine we talked about? Well, they might not have been wine, but there would have been three bottles of something. Um, my favorite, though, is the, I actually like the spinilla because it's right there on the outside. And it's got, usually got a lot of seasoning on it and stuff, you know, and you kind of, I mean, I love, love the eye or the heart, whatever you want to call it. But, man, when I can get that seasoning on there and that little bit of extra fat, I'm I'm a happy yeah. I'm a happy Gomer. Um, we are going to take a quick break. Will Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef will be back with us in just a minute. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Networks. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm your host, JT. We're talking with Will Homer, the COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. Before we jump back in with Will, if you'd like to email us, you can just go to barbecuenationjt.com. That's the website, barbecuenationjt.com. And there's a little icon there. You can send me a message and I'll get it directly. Or if you want to, another way to do it is go to info at thecowboycook.com and um, you can, you know, get some communications going that way. We also have Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and you just heard some Dolly Parton singing Santa Claus is coming to town. So I think Dolly Parton's coming to Fossil. Well, uh, I, 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 she could be living here. We wouldn't know. She'd be kind of hid out somewhere in the corner. That's, I think we probably have some people like that here. I think <laughs> I think you did too. I think you do too. I mean, I've been over there a number of times over the years, and it's I'm never surprised to see somebody a face you recognize. You might not be able to put your finger on exactly who they are, but you can recognize them. Going, I wonder who that is, and they, you know, they got a little yeah, little, little house there, there. Sunday morning, something. I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. So let's get back to talking about um, <clears throat> beef for a second here. One of the things I've done on uh, on TV a few times, I've done it for you guys too. You were the one that gave me the original idea years ago was to use a uh, a strip roast, what people would get their New York steaks from, as uh, a holiday roast instead of a rib roast because one, it's a little less money, uh, two, it's it's quite good. Um, and uh, I'm doing a recipe coming up here in a couple three weeks on television for one that I've opened up and stuffed with some mushrooms and green onions in that, but you can be quite, quite creative with that, but um, kind of tell us about the difference between the two, the, the rib and the strip. And um, um, cause like I said, you're the one that gave me the idea years ago. Well, yeah, we're, we're a confined, you know, we're kind of a limited program and here in the Northwest, everybody loves their Christmas prime rib. They love their Thanksgiving prime rib this year too. And, yep. and so we have to help share that demand and, and that strip loin kind of gets uh, ignored. And so we tried to add a little, uh, uh, you know, interest in that. And uh, so the strip loin is, you know, right against the ribeye. It, it's all part of the loin and the back of the steer. And, and um, just like you get a New York steak in the summertime, it's just a roast, just like that. It's a, it's a little thinner. It's a little, uh, the key, real key there is you can roast it however you want. I doll it up real good with all those spices you talked about earlier. And then it cooks faster. 
that's a, got a little shorter uh, grain to it, a little shorter muscle. And, um, boy, that son of a gun cooks faster. You just need to be aware of that. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't take near as long. And, uh, but it's still tender. It's still, like I said, Gabrielle, my wife, she likes that. She, we, we made a strip wine roast from, uh, for Thanksgiving. And, uh, I just put it on my black olive grill. I wonder where I got that. Thank you very much. And I <laughs> laid it there and, uh, and it came out, came out just right. I kind of ignored it and <laughs> there it was. So. Well, there, I, I, I think you're right. They're easier to cook. When I say easier, there's nothing really difficult about it. You just got to pay attention a little bit because they do cook quicker. If you, it if you, quick. yeah, if you cook it as long as you think you're going to cook your, your prime rib, you're going to have it very well done. Not burnt, but it's going to be, there's not going to be any pink in it. I'll put it that way. Uh, uh, if you do that, but you know what, you can season it and I've done this. You can season it. I use, uh, what we call the Dalmatian seasoning, which is salt and pepper and a little garlic in there, pat it down really good. I may put a little basil or something on the outside. You can use the same rubs or season combinations that you would do on your prime rib. You can, you can cook it. I cook it at the same temperature. I cook it at 350. Uh, and I also serve it with au jus. So the times I have done that, a lot of people don't even know the difference. Seriously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's uh, the, the portions are, are the pieces, I should say, are shaped a little differently. And they're, and they're not. But if you, if you slice it and it's very juicy and you put it on their plate and you've still got, you know, your sides, which is, you know, maybe some twice-baked potatoes or roasted potatoes or something, asparagus or peas or something you know it they they really they they don't get disappointed is what i would as way i would say it well they don't get disappointed because it's very flavorful um it's still the same process that you're looking at with a prime rib and you're doing that and they and they just go oh wow and that's really what they say you know yeah absolutely that's like that that experience a lot Funny you bring up just salt and pepper. I, I, some of the best smokehouse brisket I've had ever up in Seattle one time was uh, was I said, hey, what you, now what's the magic here? And they said salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we forget, you know, we get we get kind of distracted by all the different goodies and goodies and goodies and salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because. You know, we, of course, the nature of this show is talking about barbecue and outdoor cooking and stuff. And we actually do cook with a roof over our heads once in a while. (laughs) But, you know, you can do all these magic rubs and you go to the grocery store and they're all these, you know, rubs, different labels, different people. And they've worked hard to put those combinations together. And most all of them are pretty good. You know, you really don't find too many of them that you go, I don't really care for that, you know. Some are better than others, and that just depends on your personal palate. But the basics, all of them, are really salt, pepper, and garlic. You know, yeah. that's the way it works. Yeah. You can you can cook about anything with salt, pepper, and garlic, I promise you. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. yeah. So, so do you get stuck doing the uh, all the uh, the rib roasts and the, and the standing ribs and all those at home? I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm the grill guy. And so anything we can stick out on the grill, we do. We have two. And so, or not grilling, of course, smoker. Right. And uh, I should use the correct terminology, but 
the turkey went out on the smoker this year, but I cheated. I'm a, I'm a cook it in a bag upside down kind of guy. Cause I like to be able to eat the turkey, not just chew on it all day. <laughs> and then, um, and then, and then we, we smoked this, sorry for the turkey guys out there, but then we smoked this strip line because my son, I was going to just be tough and now nah, we're just going to have turkey. And my son looked at me with his big puppy dog eyes and said, what do you mean? We're not having beef. The beef guy's got to have beef. So I went ahead and had cooked it. I think it was a two-year-old strip line I found in the bottom of a freezer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <clears throat> that it works. works fine. We're going to take a break, and Will and I are going to be back here on Barbecue Nation. Talk a little more about your Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving turkey, your uh, Christmas uh, main course. I'm going to put it that way because we've got things to choose from now. Anyway, we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. If you're enjoying JT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Of course we would, because Will's on the show today, but we do it every week anyway. Uh Beef that uh, you can be proud to serve your family and friends and beef the way nature intended. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Check out their website and you get a lot of good uh, ideas. You learn more about the beef and how it's raised, how it's processed. And um, find a store near you. Do that. And also Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Uh, great quality, great efficiency in the kitchen. That's Gunter Wilhelm's Knives. Check them out online at GunterWilhelmsKnives.com. That's Gunter, G-N-G-U-N-T-E-R, Wilhelm. So, not gutter. Somebody thought I said gutter the other day, and I did not. Uh, anyway, um, back to our buddy Will Homer here from Painted Hills like that. We were just talking off the air. You know, 2020 has been such a weird thing uh, all the way around, and it's affected every aspect of our life, including, uh, you know, holiday traditions and stuff. And, you know, you know, can you gather? Maybe not. You can only have two people. You know, you can only have people whose last name end in P, whatever, uh, you know, over to the house. I mean, the rules change. The goalposts get moved all the time on us. And it's just something where we have to make it through. But there's no law that says, like, for Thanksgiving uh, that you can't have a prime rib. There's no law that says on your birthday you can't have a prime rib or New Year's or Christmas or whatever. You know, the old traditions of either really dry turkey or overcooked ham, they don't apply anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Didn't have what you want. And in 2019, it kind of got to be that way. You know, I just started to notice some of that. Some people just said, you know what? This is what I want. And so that's what they have. And so yeah. it's a good deal. It's, it's um, it, you know, I know, I know we call through uh, better than a hundred stores two or three times a week. And I know I heard lots of comments from butchers, meat managers behind the counter who said, boy, I'll tell you what, this, this has really turned into a meat holiday. And so Christmas scares me a little because it was already a meat holiday, but um, it'll be, it'll be nuts. I think it's just, I think it's revving up to be a crazy holiday. Get your beef early, get it. Uh, don't be afraid to get it a week early and let it sit in the bottom of your fridge for a week. It's yeah. going to get better down there. So yeah, even I, in the butcher paper or whatever the butcher sends at home with you in, it'll be just fine. 
I've done it and <clears throat> little, you know, confession here. I've done it for more than a week and it's just, yeah. just dandy, you know, just dandy. Cause when I, I get had one, I had one one time for six weeks, not in the butcher paper, but in the packer, right. In the same bag that the butcher gets in the back in the packer stats, six weeks in the bottom of my fridge. Oh my God. And it actually had a hole in the bag oh. when I found it. And, but it was still fine. Everything was, oh, my God, it ate like butter. Oh, it was so good. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of those companies like Lobel's in New York, you know, they've got six weeks aged, you know, in a cedar-lined room and all that. I'm not so sure about some of that oh, yeah. stuff. But, you know, dry-aged like that is fine. It it, it works out well. Um, so yeah. people shouldn't be... Uh, Afraid, especially if they've got a whole piece, not just a steak that's going to steak's yeah. going to turn turn on you faster than the whole piece of beef. It yeah. seems well, the outside edge, is yeah, is the the part that takes the beating dries down, changes color, doesn't necessarily grow too many bugs, but and the heat kills all that, you know. And right, it, it, it's fine. It, it, I mean, everybody's trying to dry age in their in their house now. I saw. A friend of mine down in Eugene the other day had some fancy bags. Here, look, I got these because I can dry age in my fridge with these bags. And I'm like, oh, what the heck is this? So, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you, they've got all kinds. Everybody's out there playing and trying new things. That's all good. That's all great stuff. I'm going to kind of not put you on the spot intentionally, but it's, uh, and if you don't know the exact numbers, just make something up. But um, <laughs> how much beef do we, especially the ribs and the New York's uh, is sold around Christmas time more so than the rest of the year. Is it a huge jump? Well, you know, now you just asked me the distributor question and, and the way I'm going to, I'm going to say is, is yeah, from the distributor side, uh, someone who buys beef from a packer and resells it to a grocer to get it out or a, or a restaurant to get it out on the street. Absolutely. Their attention, their affection for ribs all of a sudden is really high. Uh, their affection for striplings is not. They, do, they, don't, they don't buy them. They don't think they can sell them. But from my side as a packer, I'm going to answer them the same way I answered all is I sell them all. Because I harvest the steer. I harvest 470 steers every week. And that means that there's 940 pieces every week. And so guess what? Even though the strip point is not popular today, and even though the outside skirt and the inside skirt and the all kinds of things, I can name them all 29 of them, but, but uh, even though those aren't popular today, guess what? I have to sell them all because it's all part of the package. So uh, that's my biggest limitation or our biggest struggle in our business is we have this year, our customer is really doing well in the re in the retail in the grocery store. Um, they their growth, they're taking care of folks. They got lots of folks coming in the door, and they've come back to us and said, "Hey, boy, you, we need more. We're going to be bigger. We're going to be bigger and badder and better." And 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 two things that Painted Hills has to deal with. One is um, uh, projection of cattle and selecting. We only get to put cattle. We only put cattle in this system in a three-month window or four-month window, September, October, November, December, that kind of puts us set up for an entire following year. So in September through December of 2019, we set ourselves up for all of 2020. So we, we, uh, we've got a mess from what happened earlier in the year where the plants have problems getting employees to come to work and 
and had slowdowns and things. And today we still have issues with that. We still have a limited in supply, limited supply available for the street. So, so we're harvesting about 80% of what we had scheduled. So we're behind there and we're uh, 20% of what we had scheduled behind uh, what the, what the retailer wants because they have a customer that's hungry for it. So it's madness. It's just, I can't tell you in the end, I threw a bunch of numbers out there and, and your mind just kind of shorts out because it's madness. We're just we're just jumping from stone to stone and and look back behind you and the stone's gone under the water after you're done because you just that's how we're getting through. And I thought it to the bank. I have no idea. I thought it was the stone disappeared because they ate turkey and they went down. They sunk. <laughs> Good be. They just Good sunk be. right there. Down there, we talked about this a little bit in the first segment. Well, it would be a good time if you're listening to this show to go to your local meat market, your local butcher, especially if it's you know they've got painted hills in their inventory. And even though it's the first part of December right now, and uh, and this show isn't going to air for a week, I would still recommend that they go out and you can reserve them. You know, you can, they'll, most good butchers now will have a list on who's ordering, um, yeah, you know, a prime rib on top of that list. Yeah. You want to do that. And if you want to try the strip loin, I would do that too. Um, your butcher might be surprised if you ask him for that, just for the fact that probably not a lot of people do some do, but, but I would, I would reserve that too. So they don't get all the strip loins in and all of a sudden chop them all up into New York steaks and, and you know you're trying to. Oh, don't worry, they won't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> they won't buy them unless the customer goes and asks for them. They won't buy them. I'll have to go find somewhere else to go with them. So I, I, I got some other tricks of the trade, or I get them cheap enough that they'll go somewhere. But it, they're it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to get them to move. So, but don't you worry. The the butcher himself's not going to take any risk on being stuck with any beef. He can leave that. He can choose, pick and choose from that carcass as he wishes. And that's his, that's his into security with us. And that's our job as a, as a packer, processor, owner of the program. That's our job is to deal with the whole carcass. Man, things have changed since they used to send sides of beef into grocery stores. And they actually had a, a meat cutter in the back when they, they cut it off the hook. Uh, that's the way it was yeah. when I grew up. Little town I grew up in, Kenny Brown, the butcher back there. I, I was fascinated to go back and watch him cut meat. And uh, he'd just walk in the cooler and, you know, he'd cut off a shoulder or something, bring it out, work it on the table, you know, cut it, trim it, package it up, put it in the case. And then he'd go back and get another piece or maybe he was done for the day. Either way, it was a fascinating way to see him do it. And they don't do that anymore. I found a YouTube video of a butcher shop in the 50s that was just the neatest thing. And it explained so much to me how grading worked and and how they rolled the grade on pieces and how the butcher in the shop actually had to leave pieces of that grade on the meat from mm-hmm. the packer to the customer so they could prove what it was when it landed. That was the, it was so awesome. And then the, and then to finish that off, the price per pound of like 65 cents. A pound. <laughs> well, you're, you're dreaming about that anymore, but you know, that was wild. That was the wildest thing, but that it was so entertaining and, and educational and, and it wasn't that long ago that parks were flying around. It, it surprises me. I've only been here, well, 20 years. Uh, not quite, well, yeah, 26 years. 
anyway, um, uh, it, it surprises me how short our our uh, how short things have gotten. Much better, you know. I mean, it was carbs is not very long ago. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose in certain areas of the country, especially more rural areas, and if they're buying their their beef, even though it's graded and inspected, but they might be getting it local or from a local supplier, they might still get uh, on the hook. But most people get it in a box anymore. So, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's tough. OK, we got about 30 seconds left. Well, what are you going to have for Christmas dinner? Oh, I have a rib stashed under the shelf somewhere, I think. In fact, you're talking about it today. I'm thinking I better get it out of the freezer and let it sit and warm up and, and be ready so it's ready for Christmas. But um, I'll, we'll do a rib. We'll, we'll, we got one stash. Good <laughs> man. That's a perk. <laughs> that is a perk. That is a perk. Uh, Will's going to stick around for after hours. We've got Kel Phelps coming up in the segment from National Barbecue News. Uh, and we will be back in just a minute. Don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. It's our monthly visit with our pal, Kel Phelps, from National Barbecue News. Going to give us an update of what's in this month's edition for your Christmas reading pleasure and also what's coming up. Hey, Kel, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing, brother? Just um, still trying to get rid of those Thanksgiving leftovers, brother. Just uh, <laughs> afraid I got too stuffed. I was afraid I was going to end up on the grill if I wasn't careful. So. <laughs> Well, you know, you just got to be careful where they put the thermometer, I guess. I'm not sure when they're. Yeah, <laughs> yeah make sure they go low and slow for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, what's coming up in National Barbecue News? Hey, man, uh, we are smoking like always, brother. Just got the December issue out. And, um, man, uh, amazing uh, cover shot of a prime rib uh, from our friend uh, Meathead. Um, and uh, sharing all his details about how to make sure and cook prime rib, which is the whole beef roast. Right. Um, for folks that's not real sure, but um, man, tells exactly how to go about doing that and uh, gives some science behind it. But um, but that's that graces the cover and that kicks us off. Um, but man, tons and tons of uh, information. Got some holiday treats from my friend Ray Sheehan. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, he actually does the uh, much sought-after uh, recipe for beef ribs, uh, the beef short ribs. And, um, man, if you hadn't had those things, you're missing a, a, a treat for sure. But um, And um, got the uh, – matter of fact, uh, speaking of Ray Sheehan, Doug um, Mosley does our book reviews. I know you probably mentioned those before. We've talked a little bit about all the different barbecue books. But through the year – as the ones he reviews, he goes and he picks his favorite book that's come out that year. And uh, Ray Sheehan actually did a he released his book um, earlier on in the uh, summer, right? Yeah, um, and it actually was the 
2020 book of the year. So uh, Doug Mosley kind of gives a little uh, details about that, but a friend and um, contributor, Ray Sheehan, he's got his uh, book called Award-Winning Barbecue Sauces and How to Use Them. Um, man, awesome book uh, for any backyard guy wanting to, wanting to create something a little more special. So um, Right, yeah, we... Details. <clears throat> We've we've had Ray on the show a, a number of times, Kel, and he uh, when that book first came out, we had him and we did a show about the book and stuff. It's a great book. It's it's a really awesome good book. book. Yeah, the photography in that thing is un. I mean, it, it is. You know, I love it because it's not so dolled up and staged like a lot of books. It's just like what you would see in your backyard if you done it right. Right, right, and the only thing he left out was a big pile of uh, paper napkins that have barbecue sauce all over them because uh, that's what, <laughs> that's kind of the end result at my house. But, you know. Um, oh, hey, look, man, we just drop in our aprons right there. And just, uh, we don't even worry about the napkins. And then uh, <laughs> we toss them away when we're done. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I want to thank you, too. You guys did a nice write-up about uh, this show, Barbecue Nation, a little, little, um, kudos to us here on the nation that put this show together and get it out there. We appreciate that very much. And, and, uh, hey man, you, um, man, well, you, you are part of the barbecue night. You are our contacted radio man on the, uh, to the barbecue folks. So, oh man, we couldn't do it without you. We appreciate all you do for us. Oh, well, and, that's uh, not a problem. Out. And, um, so it's, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing. You know, we always talk about, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, family time and all that. But, man, really, all year long, the barbecue world, barbecue family, it is a huge extended family of ours. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Sure. understand what I'm talking about. But, um, but yeah, hey, it's all uh, it's all in it. And we're honored just to uh, share those things um, with everybody for sure. I wanted to ask you, this is, uh, we'll get back to what's coming up in the magazine after the first of the year in just a second, but how do you choose what stories you're going to put in there? I mean, that all falls to you eventually. Yeah. And uh, sometimes believe it or not, I catch flack, um, on some of those choices, but yeah, it does. Um, as a publisher, editor, um, janitor, whatever you want to call it, because <laughs> we handle we have to handle some of the crap that is I hate it. But um, but yeah, we do. Um, there's some articles and um, information, recipes, and stuff that are submitted that we just don't. Um, we just, number one, we don't have room for. Um, you know, as a business, um, it's it's sad to say, but you can only. Uh, publish so much, you know, paper costs money, print costs money, mailing costs money. And, uh, if you don't have some type of advertising or backing, um, to, um, back that up or pay for it, uh, eventually you're going whole. And, um, you know, this year we have, we have seen some advertising drop offs, but we have seen our readership, um, increased substantially as people were staying home and cooking. Um, but we didn't have the resources from the advertising that had dropped off to pick up and add more material for the new readers. So um, as a segue going into what we're doing next year, we hope to pick that back up and add to what we're already doing 
and the size and the sections that we'll add to will definitely be catering to that backyard guy that's wanting to learn and do something a little more different for sure. So, well, that's that's good. You know, I, I not to kind of shoot a dead horse again, no pun intended for my world, but uh, there's there's more to the world of barbecue than just competition, and the competition is great, and that's where we get a lot of ideas and stuff. But you know the the backyard warrior the weekend guy that's got a weber kettle or a little gas grill or whatever back there and they're just enjoying life and it's part of it and and uh they can look at something like national barbecue news or listen to this show or do the combination thereof and they can get a lot of good tips um you know from people on how to how to cook things how to present things how to season and sauce and do all the S's there in barbecue. And it works out pretty good. What? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I kind of can, I, the way I talk about that is I call it fishing. You know, everybody likes to fish, get a little information, you know, and you may um, go to a different pond today and catch a different fish. And tomorrow you go to a different pond and catch another fish. But eventually um, you get these honey holes that work really good. Anytime you go, it works pretty good. So that's the way the barbecue world works. Um, and that's my analogy on how fishing around will get you a good product eventually if you practice with it enough. Absolutely. Kel Phelps, National Barbecue News. I hope you have a great holiday season, buddy. Hey, brother, same to you. And um, I'm going to try not to eat quite as much turkey as I did for Thanksgiving, but uh, we'll be keeping it smoking for sure regardless. There you go. Um, that's going to wrap it up this week for us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another show here on Barbecue Nation. And if you got the second hour coming up, there's a big surprise in it for you. So take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.